Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Words of Wrestling. I'm Jesse Rex, and with me is my tag team partner, Thunder Bunny Riley. Hello, hello. Today on the show, we're going to discuss our thoughts on Survivor Series, as well as what the aftermath will look like for both Raw and SmackDown. We will also be talking about NXT for the first time in the show, and with War Games right around the corner, what we can expect with some awesome builds, as always, from that program. And before we get started, I want to remind everyone to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. That is launched at Wards of Wrestling, or you can email us directly at wardsofwrestling at gmail.com. So now that Survivor Series is over, what were your thoughts on really the overall of that show? I feel like the overall show had, it didn't have the normal Survivor Series build up to it. You know, and I understand the shorter match card because of the Undertaker retirement, Mm -hmm. but they didn't seem, you know, obviously due to COVID, there's no invasion angle, which I'm always a huge fan of. I like the invasion angle. I think it's just really cool and interesting to watch, but it just didn't seem like they put a lot into it. Like, they didn't spend time trying to build the extra storylines or any of that. And the storylines that they did build, I mean, they they built the Drew and Roman really well, um, given the week before Drew had just taken the title off. So I thought that that match in particular actually went really well. Um, It was, I mean, it was everything you expect from two two top-tier performers. It was really just an absolutely wonderful match for me. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I agree. Like it, it kept both of them. They look real strong performance, and it really testified to who Drew McIntyre is and his desire to win. And you know, even with Drew taking that loss, um, he didn't look bad taking the loss. I mean, obviously there was the interference from outside with Drew McIntyre or for Drew McIntyre, and then there was the low blow that Roman did immediately following once Jay jumped in. Um, but all in all, that entire match, I thought, was really probably the best match of the night. They really put it over, and it was it was believable between those two. Yeah, they both had real strong performances, and with like the way the match ended, Roman Reigns pushed more towards a bad guy. Mm-hmm. While still keeping Drew McIntyre strong, right, right. So, I mean, I can't complain about it. I, I agree. I think it was the best match on the card. We uh, we also had Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we both picked going into that. We both kind of picked Bobby to win that. Um, and it was not as entertaining as I was hoping it would be. I guess. Um, with Sami Zayn having that skill of really being like the the annoying heel who finds the loophole and finds a way to like get things done, um, I felt like it was really just throwing him to the slaughter on that match. Um, the excitement, I guess, just wasn't there for me. And it could be because the fans aren't involved, and it could be because of COVID and the Thunderdome that we're working with. Um, but that match, I mean, it seemed like a pretty one-sided affair from the beginning. Oh, that match really was. They they really played on Sami Zayn not being, you know, able to stand in front of Bobby Lashley. 
Right. You know, which I agree. That's about the way we predicted it to go. So I can't, you know, I can't be disappointed with that. Right, right. And then, of course, we have the match that I had actually picked from Match of the Night being uh, the New Day, Kofi Kingston and uh, Xavier Woods, and then the Street Profits. And I, I did pick New Day going going into that match to win it. Um, I wasn't upset by the Street Profits winning, though. I really feel like uh, a win over the New Day, especially given the caliber of team that they've always been, um, that this is really going to help kind of launch them to their next tier. That now when they come back to SmackDown this coming up Friday, any team that steps up to them is going to have to prove why they should face the Street Profits instead of being, we deserve that title match. Um, so why I'm not upset by the Street Profits, I was a little disappointed um, that this match did not have the caliber that I was expecting from it, I guess. Um, I was looking really at bigger moments uh, with Kofi Kingston and uh, Montel Ford. I really feel like those two have such a great chemistry in the ring, but I didn't see what I was wanting to see out of it. Still really good. Um, it was still a really good match. I love the fact that they uh, congratulated each other afterwards, exchanged their titles but, um, once it was all done. And I loved the New Day's entrance with the new uh, Gears armor they had on since they're promoting their new, uh, their new show. Oh, yeah, I agree. Right. It was it was really refreshing to see just a normal sportsman match. No rivalry. I mean, they're clearly still friends, and it really was just about seeing who was better. I feel like the, the time restraint on the match was a little less than I desired. Like, I would love to see them go longer and see what they could actually put together. I think it'd be a better match. But no complaints for what it was. Right. Um, right. So the street with the street profits, we also have Oscar and Banks. Mm. Now I understand you're not a Banks fan, but I think it was good for her to finally get that win on Oscar because even I predicted that when she went in, she wasn't going to beat Oscar. I mean, she's right. never beat Oscar, so why would I expect that? But she did get the win on Oscar, and I think it was good for her. I think it really helps considering that she's following up Bailey's longest reign as. SmackDown Women's Champion ever. So I think it was good for her to get that little bump to push her forward and come out of Sma or out of Survivor Series on a positive note. Right. And I did pick Asuka like you before the match, but I do remember saying last week on our show that um, I felt Banks was ready for Asuka. Um, she has really stepped up after that huge feud with Bailey. Um, she really stepped up, and I thought she was ready for Oscar. I was really expecting Carmella to interfere. Um, she was actually pretty quiet, so I'm expecting something to happen this Friday with her. Um, but yeah, I, um, as much as I'm not a huge Banks fan, I was not upset with her win. Like you said, um, this was a huge feather in her cap. This is really going to help put her back as a top-tier women's champion and not just a title placeholder. So I, I agree with you on that. Um, one match that we actually didn't even get to bring in because we didn't know about it until two days before the pay-per-view launched um, was the... Uh, battle royal that happened on the pre-show and i know not everybody likes to talk pre-show and not everybody really considers any of the pre-show matches to be of, of significance um but 
the battle royal itself was a battle royal. It's exactly what we're expecting out of a battle royal. I was thrilled that the Miz won. Um, he won in the traditional Shady Miz method where he rolled himself into the ring just enough that once Dominic kicked him out, he wasn't eliminated and then came back in and threw Dominic over at the end. I also felt like that was a fantastic showing on the part of Dominic Mysterio. Um, he had a couple early eliminations, which I was kind of surprised to see. Um, his dad, Ray, went out very early in the match, so he didn't have that support that you would have been expecting. Um, and then in the end, like he, he really started to put himself as a caliber wrestler. Maybe not top tier. Um, I'm not going to go that fast, but I would definitely say that you could start putting him in singles matches without Ray being in his corner, and he could perform. You have to wonder if that's, that's what they were actually going for. You know, they wanted to put Dominic in a position where it showed that he was more than, you know, just Ray's son. Right. Because that's a hard shadow to jump out of, especially being, for lack of a better term, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, let alone the greatest cruiserweight. Oh, yeah, hands down the greatest cruiserweight. But um, something I did notice um, about that, um, really about the entire card, but especially the Men's Better Royals, there was uh, three names that I was surprised were not in anywhere on the card. I mean, obviously one of them showed up with the New Day, and that's Big E, um, but he wasn't part of Survivor Series, really, other than that intro. We saw nothing of Lars Sullivan. And then, um, you know, the Dutch destroyer, Aleister Black, was not anywhere on the card. And I get he may be having some bad press because, you know, him or his wife parted ways with WWE earlier in the week. But those three really, uh, they stood out as not being on that card. I was kind of confused by and I'm kind of wondering as to why they weren't there. It was definitely an interesting decision to leave them out. I mean, you know, I predicted Lars to be the final man on the in the 5v5 team, but they went with Otis. Right. So I wouldn't know what the next move is for those guys. You know, they clearly are going to move them towards something. we just not really sure what yet. Right, right. You know, and then uh, the, the, what the final two matches we had was the women's elimination, which... I mean, you and I both guessed Lana would be sole survivor on her team. I was kind of surprised at the route they went about doing that, where she basically stood on the ring steps after her one time in the ring. Um, I wasn't happy with that, but I was happy with the way Bianca Belair looked. Yeah, she looked really solid. I think the disqualification on her part was really the only way to go without hurting her um, so she can really step up into whatever her next feud's going to be, obviously. She's just an amazing athlete and very good in the ring. It's very entertaining to watch. You know, all kinds of personality and the skill to go with it. And I think she'll really grow to be something worth watching in the future. Right. I, I think she's got all the tools uh, other than her being unseasoned i really is really the only thing i think slowing her down 
But if you get her a good feud, um, like with Bailey, which I know she was the last in addition to the match, I'm not sure if she was actually planned or they just needed somebody who could perform going into that because she dropped Peyton Royce pretty quickly, which, once again, kind of surprised by nothing against Peyton Royce, but you have a year-long champion lose that quickly it, it was kind of surprising on my end but i do feel like if belair gets into a match or gets into a feud with someone like bailey um that's really going to help put her into a different caliber of wrestler where she's not just a woman wrestler that comes in and wrestles but she's like okay here comes bianca belair we have to watch out yeah i i can't wait to see how she develops then we also have the men's 5v5 match, which mm-hmm. didn't go the way I had predicted at all. Or myself, yeah. Not what I expected. Yeah, I mean, we, I think we both picked Raw to win that, which is what happened, but they just had a, a stronger card stack. Um, I was very surprised that it went five straight wins with nobody on SmackDown eliminating anybody on the Raw side. Yeah. And I mean, in that, we we obviously had the Seth Rollins move. Right, and which um, <laughs> I, I think that's the way that they were going to write him off. Um, just because I know Becky, uh, she posted her photos a few weeks ago, and I think we'll probably post on our own Instagram of, of the happy couple also. Um, but I think like that was a very interesting way to write him off the show. He didn't take... He didn't do a single offensive move. He just dropped to his knees and let Sheamus broke kicking to the face. Yeah, I definitely didn't see that one coming. I mean, mm-hmm. it makes sense timeline-wise with Becky and everything, but definitely did not see that one coming. I'm I'm hoping that that's the end of this Messiah gimmick. And I just, I personally miss the burn-it-down Seth Rollins. I do too. I miss that guy that version of him you were seeing these wonderful iron man matches and these like just fantastic triple threats that he was a part of the intercontinental competitions like his all of his match performances were really over the top um and i have nothing against the the ray mysterio seth rollins feud um i do wish that would have fizzled out a while ago i'm glad they finally did end that and i think part of the reason why they didn't end it and we've talked about this before is because i think dominic getting to work with seth is part of the reason dominic is looking so good now oh i don't doubt that i think seth would be an amazing person to work with and is really good at making a good match no matter who he's in the ring with right and so now that you know survivor series is done um obviously it's time to start up some newer feuds um time to start up um stuff building towards the royal rumble and possibly for the road to wrestlemania i know there's going to be some slow burn um feuds that i'm looking forward to seeing um, I know this Monday on Raw, we had uh, the triple threat qualifier to see who faces Drew McIntyre next with um, AJ Styles, uh, Matt Riddle, or Riddle, as the WWE calls him now, and Keith Lee all advancing. Um, who do you see out of that group being the next one to face Drew? I, I'm going to predict AJ. I think it'll be AJ Styles. But only till 
WrestleMania or till the Royal Rumble. Okay. I think they will feud them all the way up to Royal Rumble. And then it'll be, you know, whoever's going to go versus Drew out of the Royal Rumble. Right. See, I, I'm going to go off off that pick. I don't think it's going to be any of those men in the triple threat. Um, I know they've all qualified, um, but we also saw Braun Strowman get suspended indefinitely by Adam Pierce. Um, I think yeah. Braun is going to be the next feud for Drew. That's what I see coming. He, he he's really starting to establish himself as a as a uh, prime time heel, where he is really going bad guy, uh, which I'm not against. I really enjoy seeing him. I think that guy, no matter what anybody says, I think he's really talented. He can do a lot. I mean, I still think about his cello guitar against Elias that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> oh um, yes, but yes, I I I'm gonna go with Braun. Um, this. Suspension indefinitely thing. I, it never works out in the WWE. We've watched for years. No one has ever suspended indefinitely. It's just like anybody who gets arrested, you know they're not going to be arrested for long. Um, so I think I think Braun is is really Drew's next real feud. Um, and then with uh, you know, I, I do. I just he's Braun's always that guy. Like, and he's going to make Drew look good when they're in the ring together. Um, it's going to be hard hitting. It's going to be a, a very good story because neither guy is afraid of anybody. Yeah, and they have no problem squaring up against anybody. And I love AJ Styles, but I think AJ Styles right now is kind of taking a step back from the main <laughs> runs until Royal Rumble sets up. I think that's when you're going to start seeing AJ jump into bigger feuds. Um, with uh, Matt Riddle, I love Matt, R- Matt Riddle as well. Um, I think he's just he's fantastic at what he does. Um, and Keith Lee. Um, and we saw, obviously, this last week, we saw on Monday um, Bobby take on Keith Lee. And Bobby almost had the hurt lock in, and Keith Lee forced it out. Why well, not that being a huge thing? It was a non-conclusive victory either. Right. Like, yeah, Keith Lee won the match. He goes to the triple threat. But he didn't actually beat Bobby Lashley. Right. And at the and same he, time, yeah. Bobby Lashley didn't beat him. So I really think that opens the window for Bobby Lashley, Keith Lee to go. And I, I think that's a good feud. Uh, I really think that's, I like that. That, that could be a really good story. I think Keith Lee is due to have some title um, some title uh, matches, whether he's winning them or just going into them um, as a challenger. He's that caliber of wrestler that he can always put over. I've watched him in NXT, and he is so athletic. And I think a guy like Bobby um, is really going to help propel him to that, and I think it could be a really, really strong feud. Yeah, I think that'll be good for both of them. I really do. Um, then we also saw Bray Wyatt continue his aggression towards Randy Orton, mm-hmm. which we we had discussed on our Survivor Series episode. Right. If Bray Wyatt would go for Drew now, or if he's going to continue for Randy, it's very clear he still wants Randy Orton. Right, and it goes back to what I was saying last week about that. Um, the Fiend isn't worried about championships. Um, the Fiend is really about redeeming Bray Wyatt and, and getting that vengeance that Bray Wyatt um, has suffered over the, over the course of his career. 
And I, I'm excited for this one. Um, obviously, you know how I feel about Bray Wyatt. The guy is just absolutely talented in and outside of the ring. And with Randy Orton, you never had a bad match, except for the one WrestleMania match they had together, which was hard to watch. Um, so I think this is going to be a really great feud um, with it being Bray Wyatt and him doing the Firefly, uh, Firefly Funhouse and those things. They're always slow burn feuds, and I really like that about him. So I, I like this. I think him bringing the Fiend just really ignited who Bray Wyatt can be in the ring and out. You know, like it really opened up his ability to create a character. And I think that's fantastic. Love to watch it. And yeah, Randy Orton and the Fiend being in the ring, that's going to be a solid match. Mm-hmm. Just anytime you wanted to be there. Then, well, we had on Raw, we had New Day versus the Hurt Business, which right. I think that is going to be the next tag team title defense for the New Day. I think that'll be a, a feud there. Um, who do you think is going to come out on top of that? You think Hurt Business is going to get their first title run? You know, I've been an advocate for Shelton Benjamin for, Shelton Benjamin for a long time. Uh, he's vastly talented i mean you have a guy that even at his age still has this remarkable athleticism um he's always kind of suffered a little bit on the mic um but with mvp being kind of the the leader of that group like the manager of that group um i can see hurt business finally getting their first tag team titles um bobby lashley already has the the u.s title and they've been talking for a while, my MVP, MVP has been talking about how they want to hold the majority of the gold because then they run the show. Um, we haven't seen a faction since, I think, the Shield hold more than one championship in the group. And I would like to see this because they have, over the last year, always been there, always stepped up, and has always performed well. So I think it might not happen right away. Um, and New Day can take a loss and still be just fine. Um, so I see the Hurt Business as at least that tag team of them coming in and getting those tag team titles, whether it's through nefarious uh, means or if it's actually like a clean cup win. Um, I think it can happen, and I think it will very, very soon. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think um, the Hurt Business is going to be solid. If they win the tag team titles, that's going to be – you know, the majority of the gold in one faction, and that hasn't been done since NXT when Undisputed Era did it. Right, right. But, again, there is a difference between NXT and Raw, so we'll see how that goes. But I like the idea. I think both teams have a lot to offer. The New Day is always entertaining to watch. And the Hurt Business, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric are really getting their footing under him and going to move this forward. And yeah, and I, I think it's a good call um, that Cedric is with this group because you have three very experienced, very talented wrestlers that are going to help him really become a better wrestler, become a better yeah. speaker, become a better talent. Um, they have that ability to kind of impart that kind of experience and wisdom on him. And I'm actually excited to see how this plays out. Um, and then, of course, um, with 
these feuds already kind of in place. Of course, we saw Asuka drop um, the match to Banks as Survivor Series. Um, Lana faced her on Monday night um, and didn't quite win the match. It actually turned into a tag team with her and Asuka teaming up against Naya and Shayna Baszler. Um, where do you see, first, what's going to happen with Lana and that tag team? And then the second question is, who's ready for Asuka? Who's Asuka's next challenger for you? Uh, I really can't say. Like, I'm not sure what they're working at with Lana. I mean, are they going to push Lana to have a tag team partner? Because it looked like they were going to try it with Natalia, but that didn't go anywhere. Right. But they continue to push Lana into Shayna and Nia. Now, we have to point out, Lana did not go through a table this week. That's right. She broke her nine-week streak. Did not go through a table this week, which is a step in the right direction. Now, as far as who's ready for Asuka... I think as long as you keep Naya and Shayna as a tag team, you're going to you're going to try to find maybe Charlotte or if they bring up Rhea Ripley, which Rhea Ripley on a side note, she apparently is going to address the NXT crowd this evening about okay. I I would have to assume her future in NXT. You know, her future in the WWE. Right. So that is on the card for tonight, but I don't see a super standout singles competitor for Oscar's title. I also was looking around and it appeared that Mandy Rose was legitimately hurt, not severely, but she was in the gym today going through some rehab with or yesterday, I guess going through some rehab with the Coleco tape on and all that. So, I don't know if they're going to keep them in a tag title pursuit, Dana, Brooke, and Mandy, or if they're going to move the tag titles in a different direction. You know, I I really hope they don't take them out. Um, Dana, Brooke, she has been in the WWE for quite some time, and this is probably the best momentum she's had the entire time she's been in. Um, so if Rose can't be a part of that, maybe pair her with Lana. Um, I don't know why I keep feeling like Lana's going to be the one who cost Nia and Shayna Baszler to tag titles. Um, I just, they have picked on her and bullied her for so long. Um, on Raw Talk, she was talking, obviously she wants another shot at Asuka, um, and she's not going to back down. From Naya and Shayna, she was discussing these things. I could see Lana coming out, costing Naya and Shayna that title, and making those two split up because they're not friends. Um, and if that's how that went down, and Rhea Ripley doesn't come up from NXT tonight, um, obviously we don't know where Charlotte is. Uh, I know she's taking some time off um, with her her hug, her bow Andrade. Yeah. Um, she is going to be coming back soon, though, because she's not, not going to miss the road to WrestleMania. It's just not going to happen. Um, so I could see her being the next challenge for Oscar, potentially. Um, I could also see if the titles, the tag titles are dropped, Shayna Baszler. Um, I love Baszler. I have loved her since NXT. She is, she is exactly what she appears to be. She is a beast in the ring, and she is one you don't want to mess with. And I think her and Asuka would have an amazing feud. I think they would go really, really great together. Um, 
but that tag team has to be broken first. And I think a lot yeah. of people yeah. need to make that happen. Absolutely. And then another thing that I saw on Monday night, and I don't know where this is going yet. Um, I'm curious because once again, it's part of a storyline series that I love, and that's the Bray Wyatt Fiend series, is uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Um, when they first got together, I was one of those people like, all right, they're gonna, there's going to be a turn. Alexa Bliss is going to turn on Cross or something like that, and they're not going to stay friends. Um, but they proved me wrong, and I'm glad they did. I love the way that they've uh, started building this new series with these two. Um, but I don't know how long that feud can go, and I don't know what they want to do with that. Um, I think Nikki Cross is an amazing talent. But she's going to be on the losing end of the Alexa Bliss storyline. Yeah. I understand. I, I mean, you also have to consider Alexa Bliss or Nikki Cross to go for Oscar. Right. I mean, I could see the women's tag team resolving, and after they lose, you're going to see Shayna against Baszler, or Shayna Baszler against Nia Jax, and the winner of that is clearly going to be pushed forward towards Asuka, and I would vote for Shayna in that situation. Yeah, same here. But it's good to see Alexa back in the ring. I'm I'm a huge fan of Alexa Bliss, and I have been for a really long time. So I'm glad to see her back in the ring and see that moving forward. You know, one of the things I love about Alexa Bliss, um, and not everybody will, I guess, pay attention to this or address it, is um, she's not a high flyer. Other than her twisted bliss finisher at the top of the rope, everything she does is ground game. And that's old school stuff you don't get to see very often. And I really have always enjoyed that with her. Um, and I think that if Bliss moved on to take on Asuka, that would be a really interesting storyline because you know it's going to be the fiend Alexa Bliss and not just Alexa Bliss. And I think that would be very interesting to see those two because Asuka with her even with her lack of of english that she uses um very colorful very animated and always gets her point across i think that would be a really fun thing to watch i just don't see that happening just yet and then uh let's see next week well i'm sorry this uh friday actually we have our smackdown coming in and SmackDown was kind of on the losing side of the Survivor Series fallout uh, with basically their champions won. Um, so you had Sasha, you had the Street Profits, and you had Roman win, but that was it. Um, yeah. So I really feel like there's a lot open there. Um, I feel like with the Sasha, she's going to be feuding with Carmella, at least into TLC. I don't know if it'll go past that. Um, it kind of just depends on how the story goes, I think. But I do think that feud's kind of already set in motion where that's going to have to play out going to TLC. Um, as for Roman Reigns, I mean, who challenges him? Who's his next com- competition? Well, I was wondering if they would push Daniel Bryant towards Roman because he's been having issues with uh, Jey Uso. Okay. So is that going to be a... A move there, or you know, who knows? Like, who would you pick? 
you know, honestly, Brian's a strong choice. I mean, he came back the Friday before and had a great showing against Jay Uso. Um, so I could see that being the next next feud. And honestly, I wouldn't be against it. I mean, Daniel Bryan, I always love watching him perform. Um, he has such a unique style that every time he's in the ring, if he doesn't do something new, he makes it look new. And I love that he can do that because, I mean, you've seen so many of these moves. Like, you've seen his LaBelle lock applied so many different ways. And it's just so interesting to see. And then on the flip side of that, you have Roman Reigns, who's really stepped into this teal role. And I feel like not only is he good at it, but I feel like he embraced it so well. Like, he just took to it. He let the fans just dislike him and he doesn't care and i really enjoy that aspect um so i could see that feud being really really strong um obviously we were talking earlier in the show when big e was not on the card um so i could see big e getting pushed into that um i'm hoping not i'm hoping they've they maybe they'll feud him with somebody else for now just to let him build up because i think at any point if he goes up against roman at this point it's not going to be the best look for him. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's ready for Roman. I think he needs more single action and start to establish himself away from the tag team environment of the New Day. Right. So I really think that's going to be a big thing for him. Now, for me, if I, you know, if I had, if I were handling Biggie, I would move him towards more towards Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. I think Sami Zayn suffering the loss to Bobby Lashley, like he's going to be a better pairing for Big E. Now, I'm not a huge fan of Sami Zayn, like as a wrestler. Okay. I think his mic skill is amazing, and I liked him a lot better as a manager. But okay. as a wrestler, I've never been a huge fan. He's got a couple creative moves. But, you know, just was never that impressed. And, you know, I, I can see that. The Big E, Sami Zayn feud going in. Um, Big E, like I said, him not being on the card, I don't know if it hurt him. I feel like it didn't just because none of SmackDown really won. So I, maybe they were trying to keep him off the card for that reason. Because they want to push him well. I would not be opposed to seeing a Big E, Sami Zayn feud. Um, Big E, I know he uh, he's a very colorful character outside the ring, um, but I've watched Big E back when he was in NXT. He was the second NXT champion, and he took out Seth Rollins. Um, and his character at the time, the way that he portrayed himself was he was the King Kong Bundy five count. He didn't beat you for three seconds. He beat you for five. I would love to see that come back, or at least that mentality of him come back. And if he started that mentality off with like a Sami Zayn mid-card feud, let that finally build to be like, that's a guy you don't want to mess with, and then push him. Maybe he gets the Royal Rumble win. Um, but push him in to like the next big feud, I really think he could shine. He's so athletic and so talented, and he's just so genuine about what kind of character he is that I would love to see that as well. Oh, and yeah. Then, uh, so my thing, um, Street Profits, we talked earlier. They were absolutely fantastic. Um, who faces them? Like, who's going to step up to that kind of challenge? I really don't know. I really don't like 
I'm trying to think in the tag team realm. I mean, on SmackDown, it's. I don't see anything that I would consider very standout. Right. You know? See, and I, I've talked about, um, obviously, Dom, Dominic Mysterio, and Murphy maybe teaming up. And I would not be opposed to seeing those four go at each other, but I don't see the Street Profits feuding with another face tag team. Um, they, they're going to have to have a heel tag team for their next feud in order to really push it up. And I just, I'm like you, I'm not sure where they're going to go with that. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to have a tag team that's already together. I mean, obviously, Jey Uso took a loss, and Roman's unhappy with him on that. He made a comment during the pay-per-view to um, go find your brother, Jimmy. Um, I can see Jimmy coming back, and maybe that's where the feud goes. And I don't know when Jimmy's recuperative timeline is. I don't know if he's back in December. I don't know if he's back in January. I don't know if he's back in February. Um, but I would like to see that one, um, partially because I just love the Usos so much. Oh, yeah. So I'm a huge time. fan of the Usos. And, I, I mean, that would be a logical next step for the Street Profits. Right. But with Ray, Dom, and Murphy, you know, where do you see that? I, I'm for seeing Murphy and Dom work as a tag team. Right. I'm I'm actually a surprisingly big fan of Murphy. I, I think he's really good and his matches are really believable. So I'm a big fan of that. And I like the finisher. I love that finisher. I don't want to see them start against the Street Profits. Right. Like, I, I don't, don't think that I helps think anyone. They will. So you yeah. would have to ask, like, what's their progression? Yeah, I don't think they will start with that just because, like, they need to become that tag team. Like, you saw them come out during the Battle Royal as all three of them together. Um, yeah. And I want Ray and Dominic to win the tag team titles at some point together because I feel like that's a dream for both of them to be able to be tag team champions with each other, father and son. I mean, Dominic has really been a part of wrestling well before he became a wrestler. But the Eddie Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero storyline, everybody knew who he was at that point. So I oh, feel yeah. like it would be a great way to really wrap up that kind of dynamic as if they both went together as a tag team. But I really want to see Dom and Murphy become like a really good tag team. Um, so, and I'm like you, I don't want to see it right away against the Street Profits. I think two face tag teams against each other going into like a TLC is just, it's not what fans need to see. Or what, maybe that's what they want to see, but not what they need to see. And this man does not always give fans what they want. Um, that, is, so, that is true as well. Yeah, I, I would like to see um, a heel tag team or maybe two heels that decide to team up. Um, maybe Sami Zayn drops the title and Kevin Owens is so upset that they work together and then you have your heel team. Um, they are fantastic together. Don't you have Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode sitting over there as well? You know, you do. Um, and maybe that's the next few they have. I don't see Roode and Ziggler winning, though. I feel like that would be a gap. You know, Rude and Ziggler, I like Rude 
I like Rude a lot. I'm not a huge fan of Ziggler, but I do like Robert Rude. You know, Ziggler, but, he's a workhorse. Oh, I'm yeah, Ziggler. His, his ability to wrestle is amazing. But it's just not, you know, he's never really stuck out to me like, oh, man, you know, I want to watch this. Like, right. And that's yeah. just... Me. Yeah, his two world title runs were kind of bland. Um, he's had a couple tag team title runs also, but I always feel like with his tag team title runs that he comes in to help help propel his tag team partner forward. Um, I think the last time he held the world titles uh, was with Drew McIntyre, and now we see where McIntyre is a little over a year later. Yeah. Uh, so I, I feel like that's kind of where he is now in his career. Um, obviously, he's been in wrestling for a very long time, been in the WWE for a long time, which for fans who have watched the show um, for years and years, that's not always an easy thing to do, especially when you're not the top dog wrestlers. Um, so kudos, like there's a lot to be said about that. So I could easily see him go in and start putting over a new fan or new wrestlers and doing that. But Bobby Roode is at a point in his career where He's over 40, and in the world of wrestling, over 40 is not a good thing. Yeah, it's not a good thing. Um, so I don't know. Like I said, there they might be a stopgap feud, something short, to help get the street profits into a match. I feel like you you can't you can't not have street profits in a TLC match at this stage of their career. Yeah. And you know, um, go ahead. So the next title would be Sasha Banks. Right. And, and you know, like I'm saying, um, I feel like Carmella, Carmella, Sasha Banks, they, they started that feud a few weeks ago. They have not wrestled each other yet. Um, I think this Friday going in, Sasha Banks is going to address Carmella. And I think this Friday coming in that they're going to start putting that, that story build together. I think they were holding off on it because of Survivor Series, but after that, like, it's fair game. I, I really feel like that's where that story's going to go. It can't be Bailey, um, just because Bailey's had that feud with her, and she's lost the last three times against Sasha Banks. It doesn't really sell if you bring Bailey back to feud, unless maybe they do a triple threat, because as you said before, Vince loves his triple threats. He does. Um, I mean, maybe. I don't. I don't know. I I was really surprised that she didn't show up at Survivor Series. Yeah, being uh, yeah. Carmella there, I really expected her to be there. Yeah, it kind of it kind of messed up my pick. <laughs> so yeah, it's I don't know I don't know what her move is from here, but clearly they're wanting Carmella and Sasha to feud. Right. So, I mean. Other than that, uh, we want to get to NXT. Yeah, yeah. NXT um, obviously is going to be on tonight. Um, they're going to be advancing a lot of storylines. We've already discussed how Rhea Ripley is going to be addressing the NXT crowd, um, which we both kind of assume is her fairly well after her match last week with Io Shirai. It feels like that as well. Um, so, yeah, obviously that's happening. I feel like they're going to do a push for the Undisputed Era and the Kings of NXT. Obviously, they've already 
that card's already written. They're going to see each other at War Games on December 6th. Um, so it's, I'm curious to see how they're going to intensify their feud because it's already a heated feud. Um, if you watch Adam Cole and Pat McAfee at their takeover match, it was for a guy who had never wrestled, I was overwhelmingly impressed with Pat McAfee. Um, he really he did a great job offensively. He did a great job selling. Um, and obviously he was in there with Adam Cole. So you have that, that safety net almost. Um, but still, even with that safety net, you can have a bad performance. And I was overwhelmed by how well he did. So I, I feel like they're going to continue that, that feud tonight. They're going to really intensify that going into war games. Um, other than that, like, I mean, what can you say about NXT? It's going to be phenomenal. Um, I think, obviously, the North American title is being discussed right now with uh, Little Leon Ruff, and I love that, it was, that the belt fell off. And, um, but you also have Damian Priest and Johnny Gargano, so I feel like that match is built, too. They're going to continue to work that feud um, this week and next week going on. Uh, other than that, like it, there's so many possibilities there. What do you see coming? Yeah, I, yeah, I, hmm, sorry, I'm looking at our email here, um, do you think they're going to push the triple threat into Survivor Series, or into War Games? You know, I do, um, one thing that Takeover is really good about is always stacking their card. I mean, they might do five matches, but every one of those matches, have a chance to be match of the night. Um, with the North American title, you've seen Johnny Gargano um, dropped it again after his first title defense, which I love that he's calling it the curse. Um, <laughs> Damian Priest, who has continuously foiled Gargano without actually doing anything. And then last week, you saw Leon Ruff smack Damian Priest in the face and said, you're going to respect me because of what I have. You know, yep. he he might be this kid that got the title on a whim, but he's not going to let it go if he doesn't have to. You know, he's going to be a dog with a bone. He's going to hold on to that as long as he possibly can. And I see all three of them tearing it down in a North American title match. Oh, yeah, I don't I know if it'll be a gimmick to. match. I don't know if it'll be a gimmick match just because you are going to have at least two War Games matches going on. But I think that match is pretty much set in stone that match is going to happen in that order we'll talk about who we think is going to win when it gets closer to because honestly at this point i don't have an answer for it um, yeah it goes so many ways and i can't rot leon rough he has been absolutely on point since picking up that title yeah once we get a little more information on the card we'll go through our picks and our predictions right um, and then, you know, we have, the, speaking of the second War Games match, we have uh, Candice LeRae's team, which I'm not, I don't know if they've officially announced who the team is yet, which you can assure Indy Hartwell will be a part of it. Um, and then you have, you know, Shotzi Blackheart's team, which once again, I don't know if she's picked who she's going to go with, but whoever they go with, like, that women's division is the best division in all of wrestling. And they're going to put on a good box there. I yeah, it is a, a very, yeah. it's a very star-studded division, like very mm -hmm. stacked. Um, yeah, 
I, I think whoever they put together, it's going to be a great performance. And I'm honestly curious about who helps oversee the women's division in NXT. I'll have to look that up and find that information out for myself. But for some reason, I don't know why that magic can't be brought to Raw and SmackDown. Um, I feel like something's missing there. But that women's division in NXT is just absolutely stellar. Which kind of makes me wonder, you know, now that Rhea Ripley's lost, who does Io Shirai face? Who's her next person? I don't know. I looking at with the women's war game match, you have to wonder, are they going to do a women's title match? Because I would like to see Tony Storm or I mean Ember Moon would be considered, but I always thought that it was going to be Candice LeRae. I mm. thought Candice LeRae was going to make the push for Io Shirai. And obviously, you know, her I... leading a War Games team, she she's not going to go into that. Right. And I don't know. I mean, I don't see Io Shirai going into the War Games, but maybe she does. Oh, um, that'd be crazy. You know, she just had a title match last week. Maybe she teams up with Shanti Blackheart, throw Amber Moon on there, and Tony Storm, and you have a solid team against you know Candice and Indy Hartwell. And from what it looked like last week, I would probably say her last two picks are going to be Dakota Kai and Ra- uh, Raquel Gonzalez, just because that's just how it looked last week. Because Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae came in and attacked Ember and Tony Storm, so I feel like. That's where that's going to build. But even still, I would love to see Io Shirai go back into a war games because it was fantastic the last time she was there. Yeah. And then, uh, well, I mean, yeah. the, the, big, the big name that we haven't talked about at all is Finn Balor returned last week. Who's going to step up to face him? Yeah, he didn't have a match either. Um, <clears throat> before we step to Finn Balor, keep in mind that Rhea Ripley has not actually confirmed anything. So Rhea Ripley could be the right. other spot on Shotzi Blackheart's team. She doesn't like Dakota Kai or Raquel Gonzalez or Candice LeRae for that or matter. Or Candice LeRae. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so, I mean, there's always that possibility. But, you know, I guess we'll find out tonight and see where it goes. Well, um, and that goes back to us saying that part, like the women's division is so stacked that it could literally be anybody. Yeah, tons of tons of options. Uh, as far as Finn Balor goes, he didn't get a set match either. And no. I would love to see Finn Balor and Pete Dunne, but it's not going to happen at War Games. No, no, it won't happen at War Games. I do feel like that match needs to happen. I agree with you there, um, but definitely not going to happen at War Games. So, I mean, the question is, who would you give? You got two weeks to get a, a light feud for Finn Balor. You know whoever Finn Balor is in your ring with, it's going to be good because Finn Balor does not have bad matches. Who would you give it to? Well, I mean, I think it would be interesting to watch Cameron Grimes and Finn Balor. And that's just because Cameron Grimes, he is talented, but he's really funny to me. Like mm. when I watch Cameron Grimes, I laugh. And it's really entertaining to watch. But he has his feud right now. So 
you can't imagine it's going to be Cameron Grimes. Um, right. I really don't know. I'm, I'm wondering if they're just going to leave the world titles off of the War Games card and focus on the War Games matches. You know, and I could see them doing it with Io Shirai. Um, I can't see them doing it with Finn. Finn just came back. He did his first promo um, last week. You want Finn Balor on your card. You know he's not going to go into a War Games match because they're not going to do a third War Game. Even if it's a, hey, you and I face each other, that's that. I feel like they've got to have him on that card. For me, I would like to see if they're going to go about that route, one of two. Um, Obviously, um, one is Mr. No One Will Survive, Tomasa Champa, because I love Champa. Um, He doesn't need a feud to be a top contender. It's something I've always loved about him. Um, The other person that I absolutely love watching, partially because of his gimmick, um, but partially he's just so talented in the ring, is Kushida. You know, I I feel like they they both came from New Japan Wrestling. Um, They've both performed in that kind of caliber. They both would understand how to put on a longer performance show. I would love to see Kushida come in and face Finn I can see Kushida as an underrated pick right now. I think him and Finn Balor would just blow the roof off the place. It'd be fantastic. But I'm a huge Finn Balor fan. So anytime I get to see Finn Balor to win. um, And and that goes back to my point. Like, you can't keep him off the card. Yeah. He's just phenomenal. So then, um, I think our last title we haven't discussed would be the cruiserweight. We haven't. And you know, this is the one that I feel like if they're going to keep a title off the card, this is the one they do it on. Um, Santos Escobar, he just defended against Atlas um, last week or the week before. I apologize for not having the actual um, match set up. Um, But he just defended that um, here recently. Jordan Devlin has a match, I believe, today over at NXT UK um, or, or maybe next week. So I don't know if Devlin can make it over here, but I really want to see that match of Jordan Devlin and Santos Escobar. Um, Devlin earned that title before COVID hit. And then because he was unable to defend in the United States, they did another title. And I agree with Devlin. That's not right. He should have his shot to show why he is the NXT champion, uh, NXT Cruiserweight champion, and why it's not Santos Escobar. And I could see those two tearing each other down, but this is the one title I don't see them putting on the card for War Games. Hmm. Yeah, pre-show type thing. I don't even think it's going to be pre-show. Um, I think they're going to let Escobar maybe do something this week or next week, uh, keep him off the war games, and then bring it back in afterwards. Maybe Devlin makes it out here. Um, maybe they pair him up. Truthfully, I would love to see. We're not, not going to see this um, anytime soon, I'm assuming. But I would love to see Escobar and Rey Mysterio. 
that would be just a fantastic match for me to watch. Um, both of them love the Lucha Libre style. And even though Escobar doesn't wear the mask, he still honors what it is to be Lucha Libre. Oh, yeah. And I feel like that would, be, that would be a great show. I agree. I think that'd be fantastic to watch. Um, I don't know if he'll be allowed to make the travel, but it would definitely be something worth setting up for the future. Well, and I feel like that's what's going to happen here. Um, obviously, we, we know that the producers of NXT are also the ones who do NXT UK. Um, primarily, Shawn Michaels is a really big part of NXT UK. Um, so I could see them allowing the time to build. And then whenever restrictions are lifted, Devlin comes like, you come you come face me or I'll come face you, but I'm taking that away from you. It's not yours. You're not the champ. You haven't been the champ. And I, I see Devlin just rocking whenever it comes time to it. Oh, yeah. I've, I've only got to watch him a few times, but he's good to watch. He's very talented. Well, something um, fans might not know or may know about him, um, I him a good deal. Um, I love NXT UK. It's one of my favorite programs to watch. Um, but his uh, mentor, the person who trained him, was Finn Balor. Yeah. Um, if I any fans on here have the WWE, yeah, if any fans on here have the WWE Network, I really encourage you guys look up the very first NXT UK Blackpool. It was the first pay-per-view that NXT UK had. And Jordan Devlin takes on Finn Balor. And that match stole the match of the night for me. Um, I think it was the first match on the card. And it was absolutely phenomenal. And if he brings any of that for his cruiserweight title against Escobar, it's going to be a chance to blow it out of the water again. Okay, well, I think we've covered our bases. We're running a little short on time here. So before we call for the bell, I want to remind everyone to that we are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. So you can also message us directly at wardsofwrestling at gmail.com. And we look forward to hearing from all you guys. So, and until else, next time, Riley? we hope to talk to you guys soon. Now that's it for me. We'll talk to you guys soon.